Hey everyone, before we get started, this is Peter and Mike, and we just wanted to say, in the episode we recorded this a little bit ago, we are doing this episode with the wonderful Katie Horn, who is really hilarious on Twitter, and at the time she was just a frequent contributor to the Wampas Layer podcast, but she has since been promoted to a full co-host of the Wampas Layer podcast, so... Bull pokes. Yeah! So congrats, just wanted to make sure that was clear. Um, you can check her out on Twitter still at Poe Hot Dameron, P-O-E-H-O-T-D-A-M-E-R-O-N. She might have changed her Twitter too. Well. <laughs> so things have changed a little bit, but please check her out. Check this episode out. It's a really fun one. And we love you. Prequels forever. I'm Peter, and I'm looking for my first friend. He's Mike, and his language is so foul, it could get him disintegrated in six systems. What's up? It is true. Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the podcast where we explore the Star Star Wars. (laughs) Star Wars. Star Wars. When am I from (laughs) freaking New Jersey? Welcome to Rebels Rebels, the podcast that explores the Star Wars expanding universe through an episode-by-episode deep dive into the animated series Star Wars Rebels. Our guest today is a hilarious follow on Twitter, a real hot Poe Dameron. She's a regular guest on the Wampas Layer podcast. It's Katie Horn. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Ready to talk some wars. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a Star Wars, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't really have anything going on that we should talk about. Do you want to just jump right into it? No. Okay. Never. Uh, <laughs> Let's ramp for a little while. You <laughs> jump, we'll follow. <laughs> yeah. He jumps down, and then we're like, "Nah, no, nah, we ain't following. <laughs> we're not. We're not going in there." But well, Mike's not ready. Katie, are you ready? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's go Take without him. him. <laughs> Just leave him behind. I didn't jump. I didn't. Nah. I'm Pass. feeling real loopy today. I feel like I feel like I don't remember what hangovers are, but I'm at the age where I I feel loopy when I take one too many melatonin. <laughs> two Uh-oh. melatonin last night, and I'm feeling weird. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wild night for Mike. Yeah, it was wild. Uh, I had I had one of those mornings where you know you need the coffee so badly that when you take that first sip, you can feel it down in your toes. Mm, like that's yeah. how like my palms were all tingly after that first cup of coffee. I was just yeah. like, wow, I really needed that. <laughs> oh feeling. my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm one with the force, and the force is with me. Uh. All right, so I just already did the transition music. Music, screw you guys. <laughs> We're not even jumping in. <laughs> Mike, do you want to introduce the episode? I'd love to. From Wikipedia, yeah. when Chopper steals a replacement for his original egg, he separates from the ghost crew and finds himself stranded on an Imperial ship. The grumpy astromech meets an inventory droid in service of the Empire. But will this new acquaintance become friend or foe? Mm. Question mark. Oh, my heart almost stopped when you called him a grumpy astromech droid. I was like, wait, what? Uh, hang on. <laughs> Whoa. 
<laughs> Don't worry, we'll censor him. <laughs> um, so if you remember, we just stole a carrier over mm. Ryloth. Yeah. And the rebel fleet is still looking for a safe place to land that carrier and all of their ships. They have identified a moon in the Yost system, which is spelled Yost system, but mm. they say it weird and it confuses me. Like Billy Yost? You know who I'm talking yeah. about? Nope. Yeager, Yeager. My, my, the, they say Yeager, but my heart mm. says Yeager. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. It's a weird Star Wars thing where you just have to say it slightly weirder mm. than you should. Han, we have to save Han. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So they found the Yost 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 system, but they don't have enough fuel for the newly stolen carrier to make it. So they are having a little board meeting and figure out what to do next. Thanks to Rex's old Republic map and the map Zeb's Lasat friends made, I believe we finally have a suitable location for our base. The Yost system. There's no sign of the Empire, but there's a small habitable moon, one that I think will provide everything you need. Promising, but Yost is several parsecs away, and our carrier does not have enough fuel to complete the journey. We can't afford to leave it unguarded and immobile. Well, I've been tracking Imperial fuel shipments. There's one scheduled to arrive at the Horizon base soon. Yeah. I, this episode right away when I, I I'm just going to start harping from the title. <laughs> uh, I saw forgotten droid and I was getting PTSD cause I was just like, Oh no, is this going to be another, um, droids in distress episode, which mm-hmm. is the second or third cause the first two episodes were back to back episode of Rebels with R2-D2 and C-3PO, mm-hmm. which I, I would rank up to this point as the worst episode of Rebels. Um, droids in Distress or this one? Droids of, no, 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 Droids in Distress. Okay. This one, spoiler alert, pleasantly surprised me. Hmm. That's this is going to make for some interesting conversation later on. Yeah, but that's, that's all I'm going <laughs> to say is I just saw the title and my first impression was, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same way generally when I see it, it's like oh no it's a droid episode. I'm mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, buckle in." Uh. uh you guys are as yeah. racist as that droid bartender on Tatooine. <laughs> Independent. <laughs> oh, I know so they're kind here. Yeah, Their episodes a- are the worst. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're another droid Just turn right episode. On around. <laughs> you guys are real Clint Eastwood about that. Uh. Um, Get oh, that was lawn. off air. So you don't know what that reference is, people. <laughs> Spoiler, I met Clint Eastwood. Yeah, <laughs> and he was grumpy. <laughs> um, so d- notice the carrier they stole. It has undergone a paint job. It yeah. now has some orange and yellow markings, and Sabine put, put her starboard symbol on the starboard bow. Which, by the way, who gave her permission for that? That's a massive ship that <laughs> they all collectively stole. Mm-hmm. Bold, like, bold of you to assume anyone gave her permission. Yeah, yeah. I know. Since <laughs> when does be needed permission for anything? No, I gosh, you don't buy anything new around her. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, might, you'll buy if I bought a pack, like a three pack of shirts, like online. Like I just need a three pack of white shirts. I bet you I'd come home to them tie dyed if she was like my sister or something. I'd be like, what the? One hundred percent. She's mm. like, I, they're a blank canvas. Why? Why would you buy a blank shirt if not to put something else on there? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Um, Mike, you live in a seafaring community. Do you know mm-hmm. which side of a ship is starboard? Yeah. Which one is it? Not telling. I'm, 
I'm genuinely curious. I don't. I I never know which one is which. So I'm not even sure I could tell you the other side. So there's starboard, starboard, and port. Port. Port is. Wait, I think I know this. Port is on the left because it's the same number of letters as left. Is that right? Did I get it? Port is left hand side. Oh yes. Starboard is right hand side. Face when you're facing forward. Yeah, huh. port is left, starboard is right. So I can remember it if I'm, when, I, like, starboard, I'm right-handed, and when I reach for the stars, I reach with my right hand. No, so that's all sim- I remember. there's a simple way to remember this. You want me to teach it to you? Sure. It's the four letters thing. It was my trick. You're welcome. <laughs> no, the that's simple, too complicated. The simple way I remember it is you just asked me the question right there, mm-hmm. yeah. and in those three seconds you asked me, I typed in Google, starboard <laughs> side. <laughs> It popped up, and then in the in the space between where you guys were talking, I was able to educate myself. That's how I remember. I just always have my phone on me. Oh, so we, we have two methods here. You either need to be Googling constantly, or you have to do math. Pick your poison. You gotta. That's how I got through grad school. Someone would say a word I didn't know, and I was like, "Yes, big word. I also know." And then I'd, I'd look down under my desk and Google that word. But like, oh, what the frick does that mean? Um, so I'm also curious that they basically, they're having this board meeting, trying to find a base and they're like, with the map that the Lasats gave us, and it's like a yellow map and mixed with some other map, oh, Rex's old map, which is like a blue map. They like smush the two maps together and they're like, <laughs> we found a base. Like, how does that work? It's just like smush maps. Ta-da. Oh, it made <laughs> sense. Actually, to me, I don't, I don't mean to rain on your parade. But it's like, I don't know, because this they're in they're not in wild space, but they're in they're in um, the outer room. They're in the outer room. So it goes as far as space goes in space. It goes outer rim. Oh, what's beyond the outer rim? Starboard. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> outer rim. Gosh, why am I blinking on this? Um, it's outer rim. Unknown regions, wild Unknown space. regions, wild space. Or the yeah. other way around. <laughs> no, wild spaces. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Unknown regions are, yeah, no. It is the other <laughs> way around. You're right. Outer rim, wild space, because it's still wild, but, you know, there's a couple mm-hmm. saloons over there and then unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that made sense because it's like my people have been here and I have this yellow map and this is what they found. Your people have been here and they have this map and we just overlay the maps and it's like in a I video think- game. Like, I've been to this place you've been to that place look i don't know i don't know i feel like there's a certain amount of star wars logic that goes into you, you can find just about anything if you just smash two maps together it's just like where's the yeah. skywalker smash these maps together there he is yeah see that makes sense to me because there was a piece missing in the map it looks like they just took two maps it's like if i had a map of california and then a map of north carolina and just like put them on top of each other like there's our base yeah. <laughs> it's more like a map of california and a map of china yeah and, totally and they're, they're, whoa our base <laughs> Yeah, we found it. Okay, so, so I'm confused, but I usually am. Um, I also wanted to point out that I really like just seeing the Rebel fleet. I don't know why, but there's just mm. something very Star Warsy about just like the big Rebel yeah. freighters that are kind of floating out in space. Yeah, out it of home is. Base. It's cool. And I wanted to right after I saw a shot of this, I felt and I didn't do it, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to. I was like, man, I want to go look at Rogue One and look at all the ships that are flying in that battle and see how many if oh, any of yeah. these are those. Um, because I feel like now we're really seeing like the, the roots of the rebel fleet mm-hmm. right now more than anything. And, uh, yeah. Well, we oh, know yeah. about the hammerheads. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sure there's others. 
Yeah, I feel like kind of sometimes the more bulky and unwieldy a ship is, the more Star Wars it feels. It's just, <laughs> just basically space trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Blow and there's something that I, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like it was a cool touch in the original movies because you didn't really up until the very end of the movie, you didn't see them in a base or any bigger operation. So it kind of gave you this sense that they're like on the run rebels, like yeah. bandits without a home. And it was kind of a cool touch that good job, George Lucas. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel, maybe it's because I'm rewatching Firefly right now, mm-hmm. but I feel mm-hmm. like Rebels is so much of a Firefly kind of mm-hmm. show up until this point when they're meeting up with more people. So they're going from these, yeah, real independent rebels who are looking out for each other. Oh, hard agree. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I'm pretty sure that was like my earliest assessment of the show when, when it's just all like, oh, OK, we're going to be this little, you know, family living together on this ship. And I'm just like, oh, it's Firefly for kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And you have almost every character too, like reflected in the show. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, So Sabine has been tracking Imperial fleet movements, which I feel like wouldn't be that easy to do, but. People seem to just do it all the time. Like, yeah, we're I tracking the other military. To do. <laughs> I think the I think the Empire just posts their, you know, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. just post it online, you know, like with all their shift assignments and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is where everybody's going to be at an exact moment on any given day. Yeah. They have a very active Twitter account. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would follow that account. Oh, yeah. Just- <laughs> um testing a weapon today, LOL. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for you guys to see what's in the cafeteria today. Yeah. It's a meatball surprise. <laughs> there is a pretty funny Twitter account. I don't know if either of you have seen it. Death Star PR. Yeah. I follow them yeah, and they're yeah. really funny. It's just like the PR department for the Death Star. And it's like Alderaan could have blown up on its own. We don't have any proof that that's not possible. Like stuff like that. <laughs> they're the spin team. Yeah. I love it. It's really good. <laughs> so shout out to them. Um, but she's been tracking fleet movement and she suggests stealing an incoming shipment of fuel from the Imperial Depot at Horizon Base. Mm. So they go to the base and upon landing, the rebels make their way to the Imperial Fuel Depot while Chopper is assigned to watch out for Imperial forces. (laughs) Kanan says they will need to blast their way out quickly. So they need someone to cover the ship. Oh, I... I'm not sure if you guys are also watching Star Wars Resistance, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but getting to this base, it doesn't look like uh, the base they're on in Resistance. The Colossus. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the Colossus, but it has Mm -hmm. like just this, that vibe, like overwater, you know, floating base. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And for a second, I thought I was, (laughs) I thought they were there and I was like so excited. I was like, oh, the crossover. Oh, that would have been kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a cool base design, though. Yeah, um, all the huge flower-looking things. Yeah. Very green-looking. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know how I love these, posters. Mm. Yes. Um, <laughs> there are a bunch <laughs> so of posters. Um, the weird thing, though, are they're, they're advertisements for places on another planet. So maybe this is like a, a transit hub. Like Yeah, it's like a gas station. Yeah, so... It's yeah, it's a fueling station. So that makes sense. So it's, so they say there's a bunch of them. So one says eat at Co's. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so cute. Bounty Emporium, always open. Bounty never sleeps. Great. Um, security services, speeder sales, the pilot's lounge, live band every night. Love that it. sounds like a 
hit place, <laughs> craft repair and maintenance, repair rack droid services, and Orindia Tours and Meteor Cafe. Hmm. Um, so, but a lot of these places, so Orindia is, I guess, where they go from this fuel depot, and that was in Clone Wars. And a lot of these posters were seen in Clone Wars and esta- eating establishments were seen in Clone Wars, too. So it's a little hmm. bit of a throwback. All right. That's cool. Yep. Um, you know all the bright colors and neons, like with the signs, do they guys remind you of Coruscant a little bit? Mm, kind of yeah. how I feel. Yeah, like totally. Yeah. It goes mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, the fir- my first, my initial thought anytime I see like this futuristic city thing is Blade Runner. I always like, nice. that, that's like my source material for mm-hmm. these things. I'm like, oh, Blade Runner. And then I go, oh, <laughs> I'm like, a little bit of Coruscant. Yeah. Mm hmm. I keep hoping like we'll see a poster for Dex's diner and we'll find out that like he franchised and there's just hundreds of Dexter's diners now. It's it's basically the IHOP of Star Wars oh my gosh. everywhere. Open 24 hours. I would support that. That's the dream. Yeah. It's the dream. That's the only thing I want there to be in Disneyland and Disney World is a Dex's diner. Oh, same. Oh my gosh. You're speaking like right from my heart. I just, I want to walk in and I want to hear a droid go, you want a cup of Jawa juice? Like, oh, that's what I want. Someone to see a honey Jedi oh by the gosh. looks of him. That's what, oh my God. Uh, How tight would it I be want. if you can go there and actually order a Nerf burger? Because oh oh, that's on the could. menu at Dexter's Diner. Nerf burgers. He is a world famous Nerf burger. I want a Nerf burger and I want a stack of flat cakes. I just like, I uh-huh. have my entire Dexter's Diner menu, like fantasy menu planned <laughs> out. Like if, you know, if like when I die and the pearly gates open, if it doesn't like open to a Dexter's Diner, like what's the point even? Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't happen uh, at Disneyland, then you have the makings of a very sad dinner party. <laughs> It's Dexter Diner's theme. I just want I just want one of those big old hugs, one of those four armed hugs. Yeah. Oh Dex. Yeah. You hug everyone that walks in your house for the dinner party and pull up your pants while you do it every single exactly. time. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Weird. So Chopper, like he's distracted by the sight of a new droid leg sold at a nearby stall. I love this moment. He- I love how excited he gets. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. Did either of you notice he had a weird leg? No, no, never. Yeah, no, this is all news to me. I didn't even notice. That's the thing. I feel like when they designed these droids, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like any droid, kind of like, you know, how L3, she's supposed to be like cobbled together from other pieces of droids. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I appreciate that from a lore point of view. But when I see her, I, I don't necessarily think that she doesn't look the way she's supposed to look. You know what I mean? So when I see Chopper, I just assume he looks the way he's supposed to look. Yeah, I didn't totally. I didn't notice that one of his legs was a little shorter than the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. Yeah. It, yeah. It's fine. Also, I just get this, man, I'm so sad when they turn him down. Because my Chopper asks for nothing. <laughs> I know. It was so he's, sad to me. He's waving his hands in the air like he just don't care. <laughs> like, he's just, uh, how can you say no to that face? I don't he's know if he's so been watching the same noises. show as me. Chopper's Uh, like the most selfish (laughs) jerk psychopath person in the entire group. Agreed. (laughs) But in this moment, he just becomes uh, like a puppy to me. Yeah. It was sweet. Um, I also like (laughs) Zeb's cool dad joke. He's like, Chopper. Oh yeah. That droid leg kind of does look like yours. Chopper, we're not here to shop. 
Shop. Shopper. <laughs> this mission is important and dangerous. Not now. We need you on the ghost to monitor Imperial transmissions. Hey, let us know the second the Empire suspects anything. Yeah. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, I feel like Dave Filoni was just like stoned one day and he's like, Shopper. <laughs> We're going to write an episode about that. <laughs> Do you know what else that was interesting about this is this is probably the longest intro we've ever had in Rebels until yeah. we get the title. I mm. didn't realize even though we hadn't seen the title until it cuts. It's a great <laughs> and it's it's now my favorite cut because it cuts right when Chopper goes like, screw it. I'm getting it anyways. And he like blasts off mm -hmm. and then it, it uh, transitions to the title and uh I thought that I thought that was amazing because it was the first time I genuinely didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so speaking of that, crew goes off to get their fuel and Chopper defies Hera's orders. She says they're not here to shop, but he supercharges his butt anyway and blasts off <laughs> to the stall that is run by an Ugnot scrap merchant. This freaking guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like so if I do you notice like all the droid parts yeah, that he, yeah. it's like that he's really playing the hits. He's it's a Ralph McCoy <laughs> chop shop. Yeah, it's like there's one of those like Phantom Menace bonk droids that you boop their nose, and then I also noticed there's a gold protocol head. Yeah, hanging on a string. <laughs> there's just a decapitated C-3PO. Yeah. You know, you know, for kids. Yeah, totally. <laughs> do you do you think that this was a throwback to Attack of the Clones when he's getting dragged and he's like? This oh, is such a drag. One hundred percent. Yes. They just wanted to call out the worst line in Star Wars history. Uh, that's a weird way to say the best line in Star Wars history. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, get the, the voice of this guy. Yeah, this guy's voice is jarring to me. I'm like, it uh. does not match at all. Ah, I see someone's interested in a new strut. One that matches. <laughs> Don't worry. I won't charge you an arm and a leg for it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's something, like, offensive it like a, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, but huh. I'm just offended. I didn't get, I didn't get any, for the first time ever, I didn't get any, um... <laughs> Like, I'm not even of, saying, like, because we've talked about, like, problematic racial stuff and things mm -hmm. like that. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just saying just offensive on its face. Like, <laughs> like yeah. a lewd painting that I don't agree with. Like, it just <laughs> offends me, like, in that way. <laughs> well, it's almost like it's making fun of every single person who's watching Star Wars. Yeah. Because it is, like... Uh, it's like a neckbeard accent. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going for, yeah... That's what I ju I just placed that he's it's like a neck beard. Yeah, archetypal um, like Star Wars white nerd old man fan like totally. Damn, you can't buy this. Yeah, I I feel like though I could not look away from the pitch right that entire scene. I have no <laughs> idea what else was going on <laughs> in the rest of that scene because I'm just like staring at it and the whole time. All I can hear is "Hey, <laughs> hit the nose." Yeah, like, totally. Oh. So I take it other things happened in that scene. I was just. Blissfully unaware. Yeah, not much. Yeah. You're uh, <laughs> probably better off. You did miss some more speaking of awesome dad jokes. There's some jokes this guy tells that I like want to blow my head off. Oh, no. I forgot exactly what he says, but he's like, 
uh, I'll give you that leg, but oh, I, love that. I won't <laughs> charge you an arm and a leg. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. oh wow. God. The only reason that was funny is because Chopper also laughed. It's because because Chopper and the Ugnot were both like, <laughs> yeah, they both have very evil laughs. Too. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> um, he is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. I don't believe that because he's yeah, so D. Bradley Baker is so good at everything he does. I was surprised <laughs> when I read that. He's this is not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is kind of a cool thing that I, I actually really like that it's very clearly a chopper episode and they don't care about the rest of whatever's <laughs> yeah. going on. And so <laughs> while he's haggling with this Ugnot, uh they he's like arguing about the leg and then they did their mission and you just see all the rebels running back from being like attacked by stormtroopers and yeah, boarding the ghost that. and taking <laughs> off without chopper <laughs> with no yeah. context with anything you're just like whoop there he I goes yeah so I, I thought that, that was pretty so tight um so they leave they leave chopper behind but chopper is determined to get the spare leg so he steals it and tries to flee back to the ghost, but it is gone, and he is spotted by the Ugnot merchant, who alerted several stormtroopers. Yeah, um, amazing. I there's so many. I don't know. I was just so excited <laughs> because when in the background we see them running back to the ghost, um, I remember hitting pause and being like. <laughs> oh, there's like a heist going on in the background. Like, <laughs> I, I wonder what, if these are like mirror characters or something, or like this is like an inside thing. Like I'm like, who are these people? Until I realized it was the ghost crew running to the ghost. And I remember actually laughing a little bit, being like, oh, that's nice. That's clever. Mm -hmm, I love that so much. I love to think that like at any given point, you know, when like our heroes are doing something extremely important with a capital I, there's just, you know, people haggling in the background. <laughs> it's just completely unconcerned. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, I love it. That, that's uh, one of those things that makes Star Wars feel like really big to me. Totally. Like a livable world. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Like, it's just like, oh, no, another rebel heist. Uh, yeah. Back to business. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like these are the, the most incompetent stormtroopers we've seen thus far. We have seen some very incompetent stormtroopers, but these are the worst. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, they could very easily shoot this droid. And I don't know why they don't. They're like within five feet and they're like, let's chase him on foot. I don't, I don't know. He's you got know a jetpack. It's all right. I think there's something good about having restraint with shooting at a fuel depot. So uh, I don't know. But like, I feel like Chopper just takes a wide left turn. Yeah. And then they're like, where did he go? Totally. Oh, That's the other thing. <laughs> One thing hey, I've that, learned hey, about that Star maneuver, Wars that, wor that maneuver worked for Han in uh, New Hope. <laughs> yeah, I got a few moves up my sleeve. <laughs> <Left>. <laughs> well, the other thing I've noted, noticed in New Hope, this happens too, is evidently the one great foil of stormtroopers is a door that's closed. <laughs> right. <laughs> You just you're invisible. It just he just goes in the first door and closes it, and they're like, "Where'd he go?" And then, oh. and, and, uh, I always thought this was weird, even when I was a little kid in A New Hope. They're just knocking on doors, and they're like, "Hey, is the droid in there?" Oh, door's locked. Let's move on. I'm like, "Of course, yeah, just move on." If I'm hiding something, I'd lock it. Like, look behind that door. I feel like okay. You can either call them incompetent, or you could just say that like. It, they're just they have a job to do they just want to go home they clock yeah. out at five they go home they have dinner they watch netflix like they just they don't they don't i feel like they just don't really care <laughs> yeah 
Well, they're also, if you've read a certain point of view, we brought this up a couple of times. They're probably <laughs> all just having like suffering from extreme PTSD from being Jedi mind trick, yeah. which oh, is like, so yeah. dark. <laughs> they're just in a haze like, oh my God, locked door. I can't handle this. I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> just walk away, man. Yep. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Either that or they're just all <laughs> crushing on Tarkin. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. More like Will Hunk Tarkin. Yes. <laughs> Good point about hunk. Yeah. Um, so the door the chopper goes into turns out to be the door into a cargo ship. Yeah. And it blasts off and he it is a class four container transport. It contains things. I don't know what are in those boxes, but also contain cargo. Yeah, cargo. Nike, Nikes. It also <laughs> contains stormtroopers. Um <laughs> And they take off, and Chopper is safe for now. Um, how do you feel about the design of this ship? Pro. Pro. Cool. Utterly indifferent. <laughs> I uh, actually, I, I, I like it because I remember thinking, actually, that's super clever. I don't know how all mm-hmm. the little cargo uh, containers are held together. I'm guessing it's like some kind of magnetized thing because they're all in the exterior of the ship. Mm-hmm. Which I remember seeing and thinking, that's actually genius. You don't have to build a huge ship. You just need to build a ship with a big enough, apparently, magnet to keep everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I like that. I think that's actually, I don't know. I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. I like it's like this little tiny triangle wedge that <laughs> yeah. holds all those cargo, <laughs> the cargo containers. And I thought that was actually pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet. One of the writers tweeted that um, Dave Filoni built a model of the ship using like manila folders in the writing room. He's <laughs> like, I've got a great wedges. idea for this. And he like kind of built it like in the room. He's like, make that. It does kind of look like it's made out of Legos, doesn't it? Like mm-hmm, they, totally. They kind of <laughs> yeah. Um, I could see like some kid being all like, and this is a Star Wars ship. And they're we're like, yeah, it is now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave or, yeah. or Dave Filoni. <laughs> They're like, yeah. all right, I'm going to go to a design workshop. And he just goes into his room and like dumps out his toys on the table. He's like, what are we going to make today? Dude, Dave Filoni is just this, like the Palpatine of the actual Star Wars universe where he just, <laughs> he gets to go home and just do whatever he wants, manipulate everything. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, meanwhile, aboard the Imperial cargo ship, an Imperial RA-7 protocol droid named AP-5 tells the captain of the ship, that the nav computer is off by 0.002. Captain harshly responds and belittles AP-5 and orders him to check on the ship's manifest. Captain, the nav computer is off calculation by 0.002. You're an inventory droid, not a navigator, you old clanker. Go log the manifest. It is against my programming protocol to allow this Imperial vessel or its cargo to be late for its scheduled deliveries. I can't wait until your replacement gets here. After you program it, we're going to shuffle you off to the scrap heap. Oh, man. I am going to say that it is nice that Jesse the Body Ventura is getting some work as a voice oh, actor. So glad, I'm so glad we're tired. This is, this is the... To get uh, back the, into the ship of our body slam you. I could not wait to talk about this man. So I did some research, though, real quick. You know what I found out is I just I thought that and I was like, that's weird. Who does that voice? It's done by James Adomian. Are either of you familiar with him? I am not. He's no. a really funny comedian um, and he's been on Comedy Bang Bang and stuff like that. And one of his things that he does is he does an impression of Jesse the Body Ventura. 
Like that's one of his like he plays that guy as a character. Um, so I like that they probably just heard him on Comedy Bang Bang podcast and we're like, uh, let's get that guy to do that voice. <laughs> so yes. shout out to James Adomi, and he's really funny. But go ahead, Mike. What did you want to say about? Oh no, no, that's that's way more interesting than what I had to say. <laughs> Mine was basically like, I love that this is a character straight out of like the SNL skit about you know Mike Ditka and the Bears. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> like it's just that guy, like the Bears. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know that I've ever seen a Midwestern uh, Imperial before. That's clearly not regulation weight. Yeah. Like he's not doing his daily calisthenics and I love it. Yeah. That's actually like a, that's a good point that I didn't think about because they have a very specific like imperial, like high imperial. Yeah, he's not British. He's not yeah, like, he's British the kind of antithesis thing. of Tarkin. Yeah. Right. Like, like he's not Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know like, cause those accents can be traced back to like Coruscant and like more of the high class worlds. Like what is this accent from? Like, is there a planet where everyone's just like, Hey, welcome to my droid part shop. <laughs> yeah, Space Chicago. <laughs> space Chicago. I like that. All right, tight, tight, tight. Um, I also am curious why this guy hates this droid. <laughs> it just Ooh. seems very unreasonable. Yeah. The dude's just trying I- to tell you the nav computer's off, and he's like, I'm going to sell you for parts and destroy you and kill your mother. <laughs> oh, jeez. I just feel like uh, that's pretty standard fare in Star Wars, though, isn't it? Just yeah. like droids are the, the punching bag yeah. of the Star Wars universe and everybody's having a bad day. Like you just take it out on a oh, droid. And so nobody sad. nobody says boo. It's sad. This is the first time I really felt it, though, is this episode, like especially when the stormtroopers walk by uh, AP5 and shoulder him. I'm like, oh, come on. That was unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. you, you didn't feel it way back in A New Hope when, you know, Owen's all like, shut up. And then C3 feels like, <laughs> shutting up, sir. Like, in the background. Uh, like, uh, I was uh, naive then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At last, we have a droid that's basically a cross between a Beetleborg and Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. I've always liked these droids. Um, we, we see them in A New Hope. And I just feel like it's funny that they're just, well, they literally, that was one of the notes I was going to get to is, um, the design is based off early C-3PO concept drawing by Ralph McQuarrie, of course. Yeah, this is um, a duo together. Yep. But they also, so when they made it in A New Hope, they just made it out of leftover C-3PO parts. And the body is basically just like a C-3PO body and they put a bug head on top. <laughs> so yeah. they're just like, oh, let's just cut costs. It's fine, fine, fine. Um, so, and I, so that always stuck out of me in the in the original thing. I'm like, why is it a weird C-3PO with bug eyes? Um, so I like them for that. We've also seen them. One of the places we saw it are on the death star. So they have been referred to as death star droids in popular canon for a very long time. But from the Poe Dameron comic, we are set straight by C-3PO because someone mentions RA7s are death star droids and C-3PO says, um, well, yes, that is what some call them, but most RA7s find it a derogatory term. <laughs> Only a small percentage of their model actually worked on the Death Star. Wow. Yep. Oh, I just, oh my God. I feel like C-3PO just slapped me and said, get woke. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Social justice warrior C-3PO. <laughs> yeah. Straight. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you, C-3PO. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. All right. Yeah. Breathe, um, breathe the house elves. Yeah. And then also the, another fun thing about just like the cheapness of the movie is 
we see two of the RA7s in A New Hope. One was in the Jawa Sandcrawler, and it was kind of like yeah, this weird reflective finish. And then it was black in the Death Star. It's the same droid. They just like spray painted it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just use it later <laughs> in the movie. Just spray paint it black. That's just brutal. I love it. Yeah, so that's tight too. Um, but yeah, this oh AP5 specifically. One more fact is named for Athena Portillo. So that's the AP. And the five comes from the fact that she is five feet tall. Who so is she that? is a producer Aww. on the show. So Dave Filoni named it after her. Uh. Yep. And he's voiced by Steven Stanton, who did a bunch of voices, most notably Will Hunk Tar- Tarkin. Noise. Um, and he says his portrayal of AP5 is inspired by late British actor Alan Rickman. Oh. Yeah, you can feel yep. it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then they said this RA7s had unpleasant personalities and were almost always used as spies. Uh, why would you have an unpleasant personality as a spy? Yeah. And why would, like, why would you just blanket statement say, like, oh, yeah, this droid's almost always a spy? <laughs> so, like, the second it walks in, like, wait, that droid's almost always a spy. Check him out. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. Oh, here comes the spy droid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, it seems like not good planning. But quiet down, guys. Quiet down. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Hello, fellows. What are we talking about? Oh, no. Um, AP5 notices a hatch was open and investigates. Chopper is in there and he's trying to elude AP5, but eventually is caught. AP5 recognizes Chopper as a stowaway and a rebel droid who had stolen a droid leg from Horizon Base, <laughs> which news travels fast, evidently. <laughs> this is uh, a great interaction. Yeah. Uh, I love this. I feel like this chase is so lame, though. It's like there's like a chase, but it's just, <laughs> it's like... just a slow shuffle, yeah. really, is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like Chopper takes, you mm-hmm. know, the barest of turns and it, well, where did he go? Yeah, exactly. I also <sighs> like that he gets cornered and like gets like, like kind of like a cracked out, like tweaker. He's just like pulls out his like, thing. he's like, stay back, man. I'll shoot you. I swear to God, I'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> so he pulls out his spark projector. And that's when AP5 says that he he notices only military droids have spark projectors. <laughs> and they were All both right. veterans of the Clone Wars. Is there a need for violence? Uh, wait, that is a spark projector. Only military models are equipped with those. A war hero. Well, Chopper, I also served in the Clone Wars as a military analyst on a Republic warship. He served as an analyst droid for the Galactic Republic during the Ryloth campaign, and Chopper was a navigational droid on a Y-Wing that crashed, and he was saved by Hera. Oh. So we get a little bit of his backstory, which is kind of interesting. Your Y-Wing was shot down. Yes, they always were a bit buggy during atmospheric operations. How did you avoid the scrap heap? Rescued. No one rescues droids. She must be very brave. You're fortunate to have someone who cares. My commander did not survive and I was downgraded after the war. Yeah, I like that. I think this is a. I think it's a. I don't know. I think it's a, a moment that works, mm-hmm. which is shocking that this like emotional moment kind of works between two droids. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But I think it's like pretty successful, honestly. That like I believe that this is something that would bond these two droids together because we know in the Star Wars universe that droids are more than just 
you know, they can be sentient, uh, nostalgic beings. So I, mm-hmm. I think this is great. This is one of the things that makes this episode successful to me and not just another droid episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I, it. I like that yeah. Chopper refers to himself as a war hero. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty that. tight. Deserves to, yeah. geez, yeah. Yeah, he straight up is like, I'm a war hero. <laughs> tight. <laughs> that's amazing. I love when they're talking to each other when they first meet and uh, AP asks, like, what are you doing? Who are you? And mm-hmm. apparently what Chopper says back to him is, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, it's so good. I love. I want to live in Chopper's mind. His everything only exists in his universe, and then at that moment, (laughs) yeah, that's the. That's just the level of you know, don't care that that I aspire to. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, AP five tells Chopper about his unhappiness at being reassigned to an inventory Mm -hmm. duty droid because he is so much more as an analyst. So what I tell my boss every day as an analyst <laughs> um, and he expresses his admiration for Chopper's fortitude, which is one thing <laughs> I guess he has in stride. At that point, the Imperial captain interrupts their conversation via comlink and asks AP five about the manifest. Where's the manifest <laughs> and warns him about the stowaway droid. Where's my hoagie? <laughs> <laughs> Not just the manifests, but the women. No. <laughs> Oh. And the oh no! Nice. <laughs> All right, podcast over. That. Goodbye. Oh, I'm sorry, I'll see myself out. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I 100 percent support that. <laughs> um, hey, we need to know if this joke was planned. <laughs> this is a premeditated. This is a premeditated prequel meet. Yeah. <laughs> I just always have them in my back pocket ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. Um, oh, yeah. So Chopper releases the restraining bolt on AP5. And then Which is they, weirdly easy. Yeah. That was, go free your brothers and sisters. Seriously. <laughs> this one is wondering, and I guess this kind of goes back into them being nostalgic and having feelings and stuff. But I am very confused about like how these droids are programmed like how does protocol work because like he's kind of just like i can't defy my protocol i need to do this manifest stuff but then yeah. like he just tries really hard and decides not to yeah he uh, yeah yeah that was crazy he was like having that moment where he was like hacking himself <laughs> yeah well i think it I don't know, because Obi-Wan has that line where he says, if droids could think, there wouldn't be any of us here, right? Mm-hmm. They're not they're not supposed to be able to. And I think it's it's the, you know, uh, if, if you don't get memory wiped for a real long time, then, you know, several protocols layered on top of protocols, you know, conflicting directives can mm. lead to a personality. That's interesting. You know, and he's been he's been himself for so long that I feel like he's just now beginning to think of other ways that he can you know yeah. does that no, make that's sense that's a at really all? interesting yeah. point I, I like that a lot and that makes sense yeah. because as we know r2d2 mm-hmm. has never had his memory wiped exactly yeah that's why he is one of the you know biggest person droid yeah. personalities in star wars yeah mm-hmm. and he has more free will um and then like and then you think about 3po who is also like seen a lot but then also gets his memories wiped a lot <laughs> yeah. and you know he is also very very rigid and he has you know correct protocol mm, that's <laughs> and a really that's good the beginning point. and yeah that's the beginning and end of it for him 
you know so i feel i feel like that's kind of kind of what they're driving at a lot yeah. with, with the droids i like to think that when you buy a new droid it comes with like a warning sticker that's like warning <laughs> failure to memory wipe your droid periodically redu- <laughs> results in free will <laughs> <laughs> i I've, I've been quiet for so long because i started i've never thought about droid personalities that lay is just uh, yeah. that way as um directive is basically compounded into personalities and then i started thinking it's basically what human personalities are yeah experience right. experience <laughs> compounded into personality right right so right. that makes so much sense to me i'm like oh my god that is totally how they have different personalities i think it's a great way to explain that and i'm not sure if i've ever yeah. heard that so make sure you trademark uh. that Oh, definitely. I mean, that's just always the way I interpreted it. Ever since um, Obi-Wan said, you know, if droids could think, I'm like, oh, okay. So someone like R2 isn't the norm. He's Mm. really unusual. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Man, our podcast is so smart, guys. Mm -hmm. We're just getting so deep. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Woman fest. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're forgiven for that. Let me knock it down. (laughs) (laughs) And the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the captain arrives because he hasn't had his manifest yet. Um, and <laughs> I really like doing that voice. <laughs> really good at it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I really like, walk out and like be like, want me to get some coffee, wife? <laughs> Just, why are you talking like that? <laughs> um, so he comes to the back and notices that the restraining bolt is missing from ap5 and he tries to put a new one on and as he's doing that chopper appears and attacks the imperial officer knocking him out before but not before he calls in some reinforcements Mm. um i feel like chopper is a psychopath as we have mentioned before (laughs) (laughs) because if he came swinging like that with a giant metal leg and hit someone in the head, oh, that someone. dude is dead. Yeah, he's dead. You don't curve. Chopper don't <laughs> yeah, curve. Yeah, that guy's dead. Yeah. Also, it's interesting to note that apparently Imperial officers walk around with spare restraining bolts in their pocket. <laughs> yeah. We don't know when someone needs to be restrained. <laughs> do, do restraining bolts oh. work on people? <laughs> they read the warranty. They're like, oh, no, can't have these droids developing free will. You never know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted by looking up facts of Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, I'll do the important things. Sorry. Uh, so, um, they decide now that the captain is knocked unconscious. AB Five and Chopper decide to work together. They've got nothing left to lose, and there are two droids on the run. So they devise a plan to seize control of the ship. Love it. This is where my uh, favorite moment of the episode comes in, or it's about to, when uh, AP5 offers to hold Chopper's leg for him, so (laughs) Chopper can man the ship. Hey, you man the ship, I'll hold the leg. Chopper (laughs) gives him the leg, and he automatically drops it and goes, oops, and then walks to the the controls. And I was like, holy crap, that was amazing. (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Um, I also like them just arguing about who gets to be the the captain, and that's his move to get it back. That was very smart. Good good military analysis, AP5. Um. So Chopper's plan, which is obviously a plan of a psychopath as usual, he lures all of the stormtroopers into the cargo hold, 
which they don't really point it out. Like it looks like it's just a room. So everything's fine. But we can see very clearly from outside that those cargo containers are outside of the ship. So he lures all these stormtroopers (laughs) in there and then just releases the cargo containers. I was just kind of assuming that was like they were playing fort. They were like, let's make a fort. Yeah. Uh, And they were like in there. I was like, you guys shouldn't be in there. Yeah. But he launches everyone into space. Um, which I like AP like I like to think about what AP5 is thinking right now. He's like, yeah, let's this guy seems like a nice chum. Let's uh join forces and try to get out of this pickle. And then he's like, all right, put everyone in the back of the launch him into space. He's like, wait, what? Oh my god, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> so there's a movie spin-off I want to see off this episode. We could make like a movie like gravity type movie with these stormtroopers who are floating in space in a cargo hold and we have to see the extreme distances they have to go to survive the longest <laughs> like Hang. yeah like they're gonna eat each other like, like, oh yeah <laughs> we just go straight to cannibalism yeah, gonna, it was just like page one cannibalism i want to <laughs> see the unspeakable things they have to do to survive in this cargo yeah can't they all just get along? <laughs> no. No. Fair enough. Yep. Fair enough. Um, no. We should just do it like that Korean Korean movie. Well, I forgot what it's called, where they just drop random weapons like in random cargo containers. And people just like one person will have a po- pokey stick, the other person will have a grenade, and they just have to fight to death. Oh, jeez. Now it's too far. A Star, a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah. <a> Star- <laughs> yeah. I think we might have just predicted the, uh, you know, the DB and Vice uh, <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, actually, right there. it's not too far off. And, and then everybody's like, well, you got to watch the Rebels cartoon. It explains where the new trilogy came from. Uh. That's awesome. Um, did you know Jesse the Body Ventura was in a motorcycle gang and narrowly avoided a war with the Hells Angels? Close call. Yeah, he was in the Mongols. Okay. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> he also tried to organize a wrestlers union in the 80s but was ratted out by Hulk Hogan. Ooh, Hulk Hogan's a union buster? Yeah. Oh, I don't like him anymore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's a union buster. No good. He also had a short-lived terrible music career. Oh, I'm sure it was great. Oh, do you know what? People say that Racho, Macho Bracho Man, Macho Man <laughs> Randy Savages had a terrible music career, but his album is dope. Hell yeah, it is. Be a man, Hulk. He has a he has a diss track to Hulk Hogan. That's awesome. You are my perfect man. <laughs> now, now is it just the macho men, or is it the macho uh, oh. <laughs> macho God. children too? I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm not even sorry. Uh, so, not even a little sorry. <laughs> That's her play of music. Is near. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow that got us back on track. I don't know how you did that. Are we are we at the part yet where where Ezra's like, oh my god, we forgot Chopper, and Harris like, don't care, <laughs> yeah. don't don't care. Oh. He didn't. I told yep. him. I told him no. He didn't listen. Yeah, some epic mom moments. <laughs> I'm not turning this car around. <laughs> that is exactly where we're at. So <laughs> I told you to pee before we left, Ezra. Yep. Like <laughs> mom Hera. Yeah, we talk about it all the time, Mom Mom Hera, and she's actually my favorite character in Rebels, not just Hera, specifically Mom Hera, and she's a oh, I love Mom Hera. super yeah. mom mode. Um, and there's a moment later on that I have a note for, that, but I think this is a good place to put it. 
um, that it says specifically on StarWars.com. It was a fact that when Hera became particularly angry, she'll go into full mom mode and use a character's <laughs> full name. <laughs> Which we see later on yeah. when she's talking to Chopper and she's like, CP 105. It's like, oh my God, mom's mad. C110P. Yeah, C110P. That's the one. Uh, oh, she referred to me by my designated number. Oh, I'm in trouble. Oh, no, I'm in hot water. Yeah. Mom, don't call me by my Christian name in front of my friends. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, Hera is mad. They haven't made contact yet. And she says that. Chopper only looks out for himself and she he allowed himself get to get distracted so she doesn't care. But shortly <laughs> after they receive a transmission from Commander Sato, the rebel fleet was under attack from Imperial yeah, yeah. forces. When they exit hyperspace, we see a Star Destroyer and a couple cruisers attacking the rebel fleet. Oh no. Dun dun dun. Yep. We cut to the Imperial warship and see Captain Mustache. Said, is told that the ghost. That's all we call him. Is that his Wikipedia article, yeah. Captain Musk? Yeah, that's his full name. Uh, <laughs> that the ghost has entered the fray and he realizes because terrible they band. left. What? What? <laughs> I didn't hear what he said. It's a terrible band. The ghost has entered the fray. Just the fray. <laughs> the ghost has entered the fray. The fray is tight. Yeah, that's like an emo band. Like one uh, of those band names was like way too long. Yeah. Um, but he says because they came from Horizon Fuel Station or whatever it was called, he realizes that the ghost is carrying the f- stolen fuel supplies for the rest of the fleet. So he immediately orders all remaining <laughs> fighters to focus fire on the ghost. Oh, no. Uh, Five bloody minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know this has been brought up too, but the new canon really likes to talk about fuel. I know. Yeah. Oh. What's up with that? I literally never thought about Star Wars gasoline yeah. until like four years ago. And now I think about it all the time. And I'm like, I, I feel anxiety every time I see someone take off in their starship because I'm all like, I hope there's a gas station along the way. Or mm-hmm. the, oh my gosh. It's, I never had to think about it before. No. And now I'm all like, you yeah. know, got to plan those road trip stops. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you could get, you know, snacks to. Like, yep. oh, uh. So it's talked about in Rebels a bunch. There have been four movies at this point, and 50% of them are about space fuel. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They're really into it. The entire, the entire plot of Solo hinges on mm-hmm. it. It's just, we really love our space fuel now. That's a direction to go. Yeah, I, I know they're trying to be reflective of our current. Yeah, our modern society, but I, I just wanted to escape it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want the same yeah. problems. I don't want to deal with wildfires yeah. in space anymore and yeah. fuel oh, surges. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, what's with these gas prices, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a random question. Mm-hmm. Which of Chopper's eyes do you look into? Because I feel like he has three of them, and I always look into the black one and the centermost blue one. Mm. And for some, and then but then he like goes to adjust both blue ones, and I'm like, those aren't your eyes. That's like one of your eyes and your monocle. What are you? <laughs> I gotta look up a picture uh, of him because I never really thought about it. I just look at the forehead. Oh my god, no. you look you're freaking me yeah, out okay. now. Oh, I just look at the forehead so he doesn't. Well, he does it a lot in this episode where he like twists his blue eyes a lot, like he's adjusting <laughs> his glasses or something, yeah. and it and it really freaks me out because I always looked into the black one, mm. black eye socket. I feel like I, I look in the middle blue one. In the middle blue one. All right, yeah. 
Well, the the black one has like a stripe on yeah. it, which for some reason to me is all like it draws my attention there. It's like, hey, look here. This is my yeah, eyes. I feel like knowing Chopper, like the blue ones are his eyes and that weird black hole is just like his beer can holder. Yeah. He's like, Watch me crush this brew, bros. <laughs> and he just pours it into there. <laughs> you don't think Chopper would have a monocle? You don't think? Probably like, I'm super fancy. I make it work. <laughs> I like I like that he has like that kind of dark eye and the blue eye. Because my dog has a brown eye and a blue eye. Mm-hmm. And it's Aww. like, I the blue eye to me of my dog is the menacing side of her is her like very it's like uh what's that edgar Allan post or telltale heart where the guy like obsesses over that (laughs) that guy's eye but then uh my dog's brown eye is her very calm side Mm. so uh, it just depends depends on what's going on with chopper yeah (laughs) um which eye is the blue one is it the starboard eye or the port eye let me Google that. <laughs> um, so it depends which way the dog is facing. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Okay, I remember which one. I I remember what I wanted to bring up. Um, mm-hmm. So Ketsu, mm-hmm. like she- just blanket statement. Ketsu. Yeah, she's peppered in here. Here she is. <laughs> I forgot. I already like. It's only been a couple episodes since the Ketsu, Ketsu episode, and I already forgot she was a thing. Well, there's just no buy-in for her. Yeah. And so her being yeah. peppered in, I'm like. Oh, I don't care about that character, but mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. And now I remember in that episode, we were talking about like, I don't think she even shows up again until the end of the series. Well, she shows up here. Yeah. I bet yeah. she shows up five or six other times and we just completely don't remember. Yeah. It's sad. That could have been such a cool character. Mm. Yeah. agree. Yeah. Ah, she had like a motorcycle and everything. <laughs> she's kind of, I, I can't believe I've never really thought about this, but she's kind of the Zam Wessel of this, of this movie, mm-hmm. of this uh, series. Like, Kind of a cool concept. Pretty mm-hmm. rad character. Lost too early. Doesn't really get mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, so back on the Imperial ship, Captain AP five um is talking with Chopper and they're saying they're trying to figure out where they're gonna go and Chopper puts in <laughs> coordinates to go back to the rebel uh. fleet. <laughs> And he's like, well, how do I know they'll be nice to me there? Oh, <laughs> such a good, such a nice moment. But Chopper reassures him that they are some kind people. So he goes along with the plan. It's probably like, yeah, you know, I tolerate them. <laughs> yeah. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I know I compare everything to Harry Potter, but mm-hmm. now I'm thinking AP5 is totally creature and Chopper is Dobby. Like, no, <laughs> they're nice. Like, oh, yeah. They're going to be your friends. <laughs> totally. I think it was probably more like, yeah, Harrow's okay. The rest, eh. yeah. <laughs> and he like he like he actually like wiggles one of his yeah. hands like, eh. totally. It's like the rest. <laughs> I, could, I could kill any of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So back of the rebel fighter carrier, Hera is able to man is manages to land the ghost with much difficulty. And Zeb and Ezra begin unloading the fuel while Hera receives contact from Chopper through the ship's intercom. And this is when she calls him by her full name because she just won't quit. She mad. So Hera is initially annoyed with Chopper for abandoning his post and informs him that the rebel fleet was prepared to depart for the Yost system. Yost. Oh, no. Now you're confusing me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, but overhearing the conversation, AP five looks up the Yost Yost Yeast Yast system and informs them that an Imperial fleet is lying in ambush there. Mm. Seems like a weird military tactic. Like, did they know? They, they also, 
they smash their maps together. Oh, yeah. They're like, where are the rebels? Yeah. And then smash. Oh, there they are. Yeah. That's they maps. That's where they're gonna uh. be. We can tell. We smashed. We have, look. The facts don't lie. <laughs> they, yep. This has worked for us innumerable times before. So See, this is why I've always said the map smashing plan is not a good plan. You'll get into trouble, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but it but it works. Yep. Harry expresses skepticism and Chopper assures her that AP5 is telling the truth. Oh. AP5 cross-searched both Chopper and the Imperial data, Chopper's map and the Imperial data to look for any other potential havens and finds one other planet. It is not named, but we will know it to be Atalon. Oh, so yeah. they tell him that they're found another planet, but the ship captain regains consciousness. <laughs> and heads back to confront the hijackers. Hold it! Get away from there! Your rebel mutiny is over. What took you so long? This rogue astromech has taken me prisoner. You outdated shell of circuits! You are completely useless! No, you are the one who is useless. What did you say, droid? Oh, yeah. Taking him by surprise, AP5 claims that the chopper was holding him hostage, but the, sh- the captain sees right through it and attacks both droids. I love that. Yeah. I love his, like, I'm going out for myself kind of thing. Also, I'm, yeah. I'm realizing as I'm using this pronoun, we're assuming, because we don't know why droids have genders, that this is a, like, uh, a boy droid. Yeah, that is a weird thing. We don't yeah. have to get into that weird conversation. Why do droids have yeah. genders? We don't. Yeah, we make, don't actually. No. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how how AP five identifies. Well, yeah, we true. do. This is masculine programming. Mm. But, but it is weird, problematic stuff. So I did just look it up. Yeah, that was something I really liked in the new Resistance episode. Was was the the what was the the girl BB eight? Oh, oh I didn't yeah. See that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember her name, her number, uh, but that was right. Because yeah. there's like, there's no reason for us to identify BB-8 as, yeah. as masculine, mm-hmm. except that we just do. And yeah. so they, they introduced a girl, BB-8. And I'm like, that's right. What's yeah. funny is BB-8 was originally going to be a girl droid until mm-hmm. Bill Hader started voicing her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh well, now Bill Hader is voicing her. He, it has to be a boy. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. But that doesn't. And it's like this. That all, doesn't make no. any sense. It's like that doesn't. That's not a whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Bart Simpson is voiced by a woman, so yeah. But it, yeah. I, Apparently, oh, anyway. it only works anyway. in the other way. Yeah, but how, how <laughs> else will children learn gender roles if they aren't clearly <laughs> stated on the toys they play with as kids? Uh, give them colored things, blue and pink stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I also like this moment. So AP5, because Chopper's fighting Jesse the Body Ventura, uh, AP5 gets on the comm link and starts talking to Hera. And she's like, who is this? And he's like, I'm a friend of Chopper. And she's like, Chopper doesn't have any friends. Oh, I love that moment so much. Yeah. Um... But AP5 is about to transmit the new coordinates to Hera, but then Captain Body Ventura figures it out and shoots <laughs> AP5 twice just before he can press the button. But as he's slinking down into the deep abyss we know of nothingness, he is able to <laughs> slip his hand on the button and press it, transmitting the coordinates to the fleet, which I like that it's handy that they just have a transmitted secret coordinate base button. Just right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just one big red button. 
It's just a, it's just a do all yep. button, like anything you needed to do. Totally. <laughs> Flush the toilets, hit the button. <laughs> Send secret plans, hit the button. No, that it's... one's the Dropbox button. Yeah, Shh. totally. File. <laughs> Why do we even have that button? <laughs> um. So this makes Chopper very mad because he finally found a friend. So he fights back even mm-hmm. harder and manages to stun the captain again. But has certainly <laughs> caused major brain damage, if not death that's his name major brain major brain damage yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before powering down ap5 manages to tell chopper that he is glad to have made a new friend oh that was a cute. And he, he holds his little, little joint hands. So cute. He i love it yeah it's so nice yeah. But using ap5's information the phoenix rebel fleet is able to head toward the new coordinates and it is totally safe, and it checks out. Thanks, AP5. Thanks, Major Brain Damon. <laughs> yeah. Chop- Chopper's hands, though, are too tiny <laughs> to hold AP's hands, so he just, like, holds his pinky. Oh. <laughs> so, that is so that cute. It's so cute, I want to die. Yeah. My strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Scary Movie? Yeah. Uh, it's so cute. You know, too, that if <laughs> Chopper didn't kill him by smashing him repeatedly in the head with a big metal leg, he probably was like, yeah, AP5, go ahead and meet my new friends. I'll be out in just a sec. And then he turns around. Yeah. He's like, now to finish him. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just canon. I don't I don't need Pablo to confirm <laughs> that because I know it in my heart. It's it's true. Yeah, if I ever go to like a comic con and able to ask people questions, I'm going to ask. Exactly how many people did Chopper murder over the course of <laughs> Rebels? You know, it ain't less than yeah, 10. Exactly. <laughs> um, so they are able to confirm that Atalon is indeed safe and void of any Imperial presence, but did they check for spiders? Um, meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> Sabine fixes AP5's thermosensors, which evidently was what was broken, um, by salvaging parts from the spare leg Chopper had stolen. Oh. So he oh, gives up nice. his leg for his friend. That is, this is a rehash of the C-3PO comic that explains how he got his red arm. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, I which we did need. Very, very oh, important. Oh, wait, was that, was that C-3PO? I didn't, I didn't <laughs> recognize him. Oh, that was oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No, that was him. Arm. Yeah. I didn't recognize him. Oh, yep. huh. oh gosh. I have to yeah. go rewatch that I mean, movie. it's hard to tell because he has a red arm. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. hard to tell. But yeah. in that comic, C-3PO gives up his arm so his friend, who is a droid, who saved his life, can live. The- well, that's... It's poetry. Yeah. It rhymes. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all... Yeah, right? It's all... It's, it's, all, it's all connected. It's, it's all, interwoven. It's a poem when you look at it. It all reflects on itself. Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is a tapestry. Yeah. It's woven together. So, I also like if the George idea... Said, I believe it. <laughs> I also like the idea that you can just, like take a droid arm part and put it in the droid's chest to fix them. Just like I if my car broke, oh. it's like, all right, take the steering wheel off and just throw it in the gas tank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, wow, what a, what an amazing coincidence that all yeah. the gears required to, to, you know, make his leg run will also fix whatever's yeah. broken in his, his thermo chest. Sensor. That, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but after learning that Chopper had sacrificed his new droid leg to repair him, AP5 remarked that Char- Chopper does have a malfunctioning logic circuit. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Friendship <laughs> ignited. Yep. 
I've, oh Bro, my gosh, yes. I haven't heard of burn that solid <laughs> since, you know, you, you overweight glob of yeah. grease. That, dang. Is there anything more masculine than not expressing your true feelings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when Chopper utters a rebuttal, AP5 responded that the former's remarks were so foul that they could get him disintegrated in six systems. Oh God, I would love to hear that. What he actually said. <laughs> yeah. Chopper's not even allowed within orbit of Octo because, you know, Sacred <laughs> yeah. Island. Watch the language. Totally. Um, so, I had one more note. Does anyone else have anything else random that we didn't get to that you want to just button up before we end the episode? Now I'm feeling pretty good about it. Cool. Mike, you have anything? No, that's, uh, that's it. Nice. Um, yeah. But I will take us out then on another poster fact. Da, da, da. Do, oh, play football. Poster fact music here. Poster fact. We gotta fact. Make that. We gotta, we gotta it's a time for a poster fact. Mm. I think I'm singing Spider Man. It's a time for a poster fact. Look out. We'll, we'll edit. Look it's out. a poster Look fact. <laughs> da, da. Um, All of us are doing jazz hands. Yeah. Um, so I've remarked on this one before. We even posted a picture of it because I was very concerned about this poster. There is a poster in the ghost of a demonic clown that looks like it was sketched by a serial killer. Like it doesn't, it's all weird jagged lines and it doesn't like. Are you, okay, I didn't notice this at all. So are you sure you weren't just seeing what you wanted to see? You guys can't see it either. (laughs) (laughs) You're the only one who can see the clown. (laughs) No, I'll post a picture of it again when we post this episode. Um, It's very creepy and weird. Um, but I found out what that poster was. So that poster is an advertisement for Space World, which is a source of entertainment on oh. Coruscant during the Clone Wars. According to Wikipedia, advertisements in the form of posters were put up around the city in order to promote it. The posters were black and white, speckled with red, and showed an evil face with a large grin with the name Space World printed in Arabic. So it's oh. like a haunted house, weird carnival thing. Okay. Where's our Star Wars spinoff movie about that? Yeah, Dang. That's a good one. I'd go to that. I want to line up for tickets already. Just It's geez. a very creepy picture. I want there to be that park in Disneyland. I want it to be like a meta, Ooh. like a park within a park. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> no one no one uh, would know what it is. No. That would be a sick. Oh, oh my gosh. Can you imagine <laughs> the Easter eggs that are going to be in this freaking Star Wars land? You yes. know how I feel about Easter eggs. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm crying. <laughs> I can just see it now, like walking with my wife and just be like, no, no, you that that poster is referring to a carnival that was on Coruscant once. And I mean, it's in the ghost as well. And I mean, it's a, <sighs> and then I just pass out and die. <laughs> I like I like, you know, I actually like, you know, step in, you know, it's like somebody somebody like spills their milkshake or something on the ground. And I step it in. And I'm like, oh, icky, icky, goo. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. They put it there on purpose. They did it. Ah, uh, so I would step in it. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the attention to detail. Uh, wow. Oh my gosh. I can't, I can't wait. I can't wait, guys. <laughs> I, I want know. to go to there. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I gotta edit that out. That's copyright infringement. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, oh no. I'm just I'm sorry. I, we're probably gonna get sued <laughs> for so many other things before that. <laughs>
we like to end our episodes are with a fun little grading mm. scale. Um, so what we like to do is say our favorite thing in Star Wars right now and our least favorite thing in Star Wars right mm-hmm. now. Emphasis on least favorite because mm. even bad Star Wars is good Star Wars. And then Amen. we will say something that this episode corresponds to. So, Mike, would you like to demonstrate how this sure. confusing rating scale goes? Sure, sure, sure. Super confusing. So my current favorite thing in Star Wars is the death of Yoda on Dagobah mm-hmm. in Return of the Jedi. Just wonderful moment. Really well done. Uh, my least favorite thing right now is that Han Solo got his name from an Imperial officer. Solo. Solo, <laughs> his last name. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't work for me. Um, this episode, I would rate as a... K2SO looking at Jin Erso and saying, I find that answer vague and unconvincing, which to me is a successful droid moment mm. that I give. And Peter, I think we are so far away from each other on this. Mm. I give this episode a B plus. I was very few because very few droids work for me in Star Wars. And I'm generally not a big fan of them. Um, but I thought this was just well done enough and the jokes landed and I like Chopper and I like his potential new counterpart. Um, so yeah, it's like a B plus for me. What's your what's your mm. scale, Pete? I'm looking up something real quick because I think this will be good context for it. Okay. <laughs> um so my scale is my favorite thing currently is the throne room battle on Snoke's ship between Ray and Kylo Ren. More specifically, when Ray cuts off a dude's head and flings it flaming into curtains and it sets okay. everything on fire. Uh, right. Uh. <laughs> my least favorite thing right now in Star Wars is the 1997 special edition song in Return of the Jedi entitled Jedi Rocks. Mm. <laughs> I love this because your guys' like least favorite things are like easily top ten things for me. So the thing I was just looking up is because I for a sense of scale, I wanted to see what my what I graded droids in distress because I think that's a good place to put this. And oh, I okay. gave that a Jabba's Palace, which is fun but doesn't make a lot of sense. And was a C minus. And I believe that's the lowest rating I have given an episode thus far. That changes today because I give this episode C-3PO being built by Anakin, which is just a straight up F. You give this episode an F? I hate this episode (laughs) so much. so confusing. You don't think think this episode is worse than droids in distress? I do. I just... Uh, I I could not pick that up from the tone... Um, yeah. This entire conversation. I mean, I'm just having fun with my buds, just making some okay, jokes. That's, fine. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You are deceivious. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't want to rain on the parade and bring everyone down, but I just. No, that's I feel yeah. like the writing yeah. wasn't great. I feel like, uh-huh. why do we need? Like, here's my bigger issue with it. Okay, we're in a. We're just finally getting to the good stuff, where it's like, okay, we're stealing carriers. We got to go to Malakor. We're doing Jedi Temple stuff. We're about to go see Maul. We're about to do some stuff. Let's cut out and do a timeout real quick so he can find his no. stupid ass leg. Yeah, it's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not a. I mean, again, if you 
take Rebels and cut it down to the necessary episodes to develop our characters and mm-hmm. create a successful arc of character building and storytelling, this episode would not have to be in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't also be Star Wars without this kind of humor. Without, yeah, droid diversions. Yeah. yeah. But the entire opening of A New Hope is droid yeah, diversions. Exactly. That's why this is what makes it Star Wars. Which I'm fine yeah. with. I just think so like if you if, if this was episode three or four i'd be like okay whatever it was silly it was yeah we're warming up the pot is the pot's yeah. boiling we're getting we're getting to a simmer we haven't really gotten to like a full royal mm-hmm. yet like yeah but you feel like we should be past yeah. that episode right this before this was shrouded darkness which was the crazy mm-hmm. cool jedi temple episode <gasps> right then right after mm-hmm. this is mystery topper base which is like another kind of like kick in the dirt kind of biting your time episode, but then it goes mm-hmm. right into the finale Twilight of Apprentice, which is probably the which best part. Yeah, the best part of Rebels. Yeah. And so it's like, I just wish that they would just take, they could have just taken those two episodes off and just been like, let's just get to the good stuff. We said, we're going to Malachor. Let's go to <laughs> fucking Malachor. Yeah. yeah. You gotta sell toys, man. Well, let's spend four episodes there instead of two. Yeah, why not? Why let's not? Just do it. <sighs> yeah. We could no. put like a weird, like Jesse, the body Ventura, Jedi Inquisitor on Malachor and just get everything good about this episode into that. All right. Oh, wow. What could have been? <laughs> so sorry, but yep, that's how I feel. That's all right. Yeah. I did get, I got so excited when you said Obi, uh, not Obi Wan, uh, C3PO being <laughs> built by Anakin because like I was like, A plus. Oh, yeah. I got well, so excited. One thing I've learned about you from following you on Twitter is that maybe your oh, grading yeah. scale is a little bit different than the, the <laughs> mainstream. <probably. laughs> the things, yeah, the things I love about Star Wars aren't, aren't necessarily. Yeah. I feel like you did like an awesome live tweet of the Phantom Menace a while ago. Yes, oh, it was yes. incredibly enjoyable. If you could track that down, you should check that out. Thank you. What, oh, thank yeah. you so much. I love live tweeting everything <laughs> Star Wars, but the Phantom Menace is a particular joy for yeah. me because it is it's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's I, in my top I three. Love, it is in my top three. And I've said that before. Oh, it's so I love good. that movie. It's so yeah, fun. It yeah, it probably won't <laughs> surprise you to find out it's my least favorite. <laughs> That's, that's you know, yeah. it's all right. I've heard that's that before. Right. Uh, would you like to scale, <laughs> share your scale with us? I'd love to. Okay, so yeah, me being me, mm-hmm. this this is a Darth Maul scale. <laughs> so this goes from like worst Darth Maul thing to best <laughs> Darth Maul thing. So at one, we've got old wounds mm. easily. The the Visionaries mm-hmm. comic easily easily the worst Darth Maul thing. <laughs> if you disagree, we can mm-hmm. fight about it sometime. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Ten, the best Darth Maul thing is the Phantom Menace. That that's peak Maul. That's best Maul. That that is that is the Maul to which all <laughs> other Mauls must like you know be judged yeah. against. Like oh my gosh, that that's <laughs> Chef's Kiss Maul. Like ah. Uh. So, so from uh, one to 10, I'm floating at about a six with this All episode. Right. And so where we are, where we are with a six, this is mall killer from force unleashed two, oh, where, so where I, I am delighted by what mm-hmm. I'm seeing, but there's nothing really here for me to sink my teeth into. It's, it's fun, but there's, it's just a skin, mm, you know, yeah. it's just the mall killer skin was just something to run around and have fun <laughs> with. It didn't, it didn't add anything or really go anywhere. It, you know, 
So that's that's where I'm at, where I'm just all like, oh, this is delightful. I'm laughing. I'm having a good time. But at the end of the day, what did I really sink my mm. teeth into? Nah, nothing much. I'm ready to move on to the I next like that. thing. Mm. I just assumed your scale would be like worst thing, Darth Maul dying, best thing, <laughs> yeah. Darth Maul with his shirt off. <laughs> I just put, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Have you guys noticed that he can't keep his shirt on to save his life anymore? <laughs> no. uh-huh. Like, oh my gosh, it's become like a running <laughs> meme. Like in all of his comics, it's like how many issues do you think it'll take before he he <sighs> goes shirtless? And it, like every time, like as soon as lightsabers come out, he's like shirt yeah. gone. Like we gotta throw down no more totally. shirt shirt. Get he's out like of your totally shirt. a tap like, out bro, or he just has to rip off his shirt before <laughs> a fist fight. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us on this journey. Sorry for the unpleasantness oh, of, of my lowest scale. Uh, oh, no we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just edit you out of the podcast. Fair. Um, where can people find you on the internet? What would you like to tell people to check out? Oh, you should definitely check out my Twitter at Poe Hot Dameron. Mm. Um, always having fun there. Always screaming about Star Wars, often in caps lock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, I'm a regular co-host on the Wampa's Lair podcast. So uh, if you like my voice, check me out there. Again, probably screaming about <laughs> Star Wars. That's how it should be done. <laughs> Every week. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Well, I we're recording this in all sorts of funky order so maybe our space oddity pins are still in stock maybe they're sold out but you know what you should do you should check out big cartel and you should check out one of our new limited edition enamel pins with our favorite space hippie on it oh yeah check that out we might also be running a contest to have you podcast with us during the off season all you have to do is leave an itunes review with your grading scale and we will pick a lucky winner to come on and do a deep dive with us you choose the topic whatever you want to talk about we will talk about it with you mm, i like that even space whales yeah and mm-hmm. you can find us on twitter or instagram at rebels rebels pod you can send us an email with your grading scale if you want to do it that way at gmail mm-hmm. rebels rebels pod at gmail.com yeah and uh remember until next time to be brave out there and don't look back don't look back see you cowbunga